Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. And uh, we hope that wherever you may be listening, at whatever time of the day you may be listening, that you are enjoying the presence of the Lord and um, that are, are happy in, in His service. I'm very thankful to be able to connect with Monica once again, and uh, you can hear her voice coming through this system. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I was telling Monica she's she's at her she's at her house, and here in the booth, the uh, Verizon crew. Is rebuilding the uh, the cell phone tower, the, which is part of our tower on Abrams Road. It has the big cross on the side, and so here in the booth, the access internally is open, and uh, you know I can stand and look up into the sky if I wanted to. Um, you have an open heaven. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cold too, so I've got my little heater on. I've got my jacket on, and and um, we're just happy that whatever they're doing is not going to limit our ability to reach out to you right now. So, <sighs> so Monica, I know a lot of people are praying for you and are concerned for your well-being, would you be willing to give them kind of an update on what's going on? Oh, sure. And of course, I will begin by thanking everyone for your prayers and your thoughts for so many of you that have reached out to me and extended prayer and prophecy and food and gifts and all kinds of blessings from our saints family I'm, I'm just really very blessed um, so uh, let's see we're about three and a half weeks in from the actual fall and I was told the day after that by the orthopedic doctor that they wanted to just keep a really close watch on it for at least three weeks, three to four weeks, to see if the bone has shifted in any way, in which case they would need to go in and put a plate in there to stabilize it. It's for the heat to not put any weight on my foot and to just to be really, really careful because You know what? And so I am determined that that's not going to happen. And when I go back to the doctor, which is tomorrow, and it's going to have begun the healing process on its own. And so that's where we are. I go back tomorrow and I'll have another x ray and another exam and basically tell me where we go from here. So if 
if there has been no movement and he can see that the ligaments in the bone are beginning to, to heal, which they can tell, um, then I'm looking at about, I'm assuming that I just probably have to be careful for, they say up to about six months <clears throat> for complete healing and restoration. So that's, that's the plan. And so I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll get a good report and gradually as the pain diminishes, I'll be able to put weight on it um, with crutches and with this orthopedic beautiful boot. <laughs> and um, it'll just heal. And I've, I've, I mean, so many people have just spoken into me that it's just going to be an expedited process. And I fully receive that and and continue just for this in this process. Amen. That's where we are. Sorry, that was so long. No, that <clears throat> that was. Uh, Information that I know everyone has wanted to to uh, be apprised of, and thank you for being willing to share. And we we all continue to pray that the Lord will do um, not only a perfect work of healing, but will accomplish during this time where you're basically alone with Him yeah. things that um, He has wanted to do so and we speak that we speak that into your life yeah you know you know when things like this happen you you always have a choice you know what is my attitude what is my perspective going to be on this and trust me i mean i've been around the block with it because um this was not expected and this was not really what i was expecting how i was expecting to begin the beginning of this year but the Lord has continuously just met me here and I, you know, there's a, there's a treasure in the place of hiddenness and solitude and I'm just really um, cleaving and pressing into it to really to glean everything God has. Not, and I, I don't just look at it for me. Whatever it is that he shares with me or is doing through me, I just, I trust that it's, it's on behalf of the body of Christ and the body of the saints. And so um, it's really been kind of a sweet time. I mean, do I get frustrated? Yes. But uh, really not that much. And I'm very thankful for Les and Olivia, who have been so gracious to feed me and um, <laughs> help me get my boot on and off and wrap my foot and all the fun things. So it's good. And I just heard from Robin listening, and she's home. And we're so thankful for that. She was in the hospital for a, a week or longer. Um, quite unexpectedly, and we're just really praying into her body and to what God is doing in her. And I also heard uh, yesterday from Vicki that Pastor Larry is doing much better. Yesterday was kind of a breakthrough day for him. He, 
He actually preached on Sunday morning from the pulpit. I live streamed in and was able to listen to his message. And I could tell that he was struggling a little bit physically, but he overcame and brought a really powerful message. And then they sent me some pictures from their their meeting on Sunday night. They had a special prayer meeting on night on behalf of the young people. And they, they prophesied and laid hands on them and really extended that beyond their body and I saw pictures of him laying hands on those kids and it really did my heart good to see him back in his position yeah functioning so good things go for good things amen amen that's that's a that's a, a wonderful blessing for all of us to to know is we've been believing the Lord for that to happen and to hear to hear the testimony of it being answered yeah. um, is an encouragement. So <clears throat> thank you for that. Um, I don't I don't know. This is just kind of technical issue. Um, we're having a little bit of an audio disturbance. Um, you know, 90% of what you're saying, we're hearing very clearly. And then there's a little click and and uh, we miss the two or three words. But uh, I think I think everybody has uh, gleaned the majority of what you were testifying. So uh, we apologize for however annoying that may that may be uh, for you who are listening. Um, technology is a strange thing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought, you know, we've got this equipment and basically we are the, the cook, the chief bottle washer and the, you know, the, the we just kind of do everything. We don't have a staff that's here. And uh, so when you're in the middle of a broadcast <coughs> or when something technical starts going strange, we don't have a crew here to be doing this, you know, to be working on it. And I, I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. Um, so, again, we keep pressing, keep pressing forward. Uh, let's see. Made the announcement on Sunday that our seminar, which is just, uh, well, gee whiz, it's less than two months away now, uh, is going to be entitled uh, Understanding the Times. And, you know, you could take that, that, uh, that title a number of different ways. But let's say what it's not going to be. We're not going to come together and talk about dates. We're not going to identify the Antichrist. You know, we're, we're not going to do, that's not going to be our focus. It's, it's going to be on preparing ourselves to be um, a people who through spending time with God can sense 
what he wants to to reveal. And so um, we'll, we'll, of course, be talking about a, not, a lot of things from the Word regarding that. But um, I think it's I think it's an appropriate pursuit for us to submit ourselves to God uh, in these days to be that type of individual. So, because you know, there, there are so many, there are so many theories, there are so many conspiracies. There's so many things that are going on in the world, and, you know, um, to try to chase all of those down and make sense of them is a fool's errand. It really is. Um, but it, it's, it's kind of like any other pursuit in life. If you focus simply on all the things that are going on around you, they, the most important assessment you make is, uh, is not based on all of those things. And you could start chasing red herrings uh, and, and miss what God is really saying to you. Um, and, um, yeah, there's a lot of evil in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of demonic pursuit in the world. Yeah, there are a lot of things that are irritating in the world. There are wars and rumors of wars, pestilences. And the Bible says you're going to see those things, and they're really just beginnings. Excuse me. But it's it's to to really continue in, in, in intercession before the throne and serving what our Father wants because his his mystery is is really what we're serving. And it's it's not to be a watchdog of all the chicanery of the demonic. That that'll wear you out. <laughs> and there's always something going on, you know. Yeah, Pastor, I was yesterday I was reading in Matthew in Matthew twenty four. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. And I thought it was interesting when when the disciple, you know, what what will the sign of your coming be? Or what what will be the sign of the end of this age? Or basically the end times and his response his initial response to them was you take heed that no one deceives you and and then he goes on to talk about the the wars and the rumors of wars and all the things that are going to happen externally um, here upon the earth but I think that we all he's speaking to his very disciples who are there with him who have walked with him and that was his his first directive to them and um, you know to see anyway entertain a false doctrine or truth or something like that I guess there can't be a false truth 
isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> well, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless unless there's some hidden thing that's revealed and it's false. <laughs> and or, then you could yeah, have a false truth. In the midst of revealing the truth, you get it wrong. And, and it's false. But anyway, so... Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not saying anybody's gonna be tempted to be deceived. I'm just saying that is the words right out of Jesus's mouth to his very disciples and to us that during these days, so we need to do that. We do that by knowing Him and knowing truth, and and really cultivating the seed of truth in our spirit man and just guarding over that with everything that we have because there's so many voices and so much noise out there and it's all around us so yeah and you know maybe we do need to focus once again on what the truth really is and um you know the spirit guides us into all truth and truth is what God reveals things that he has hidden and it's not necessarily the facts of what man has hidden or what is now coming out in the open that man has done I mean those are those are signs and warnings but it's the truth that sets us free and it's, you know, the, the Spirit guides us into God's truth. And we, we, we must never confuse that truth with the abundance of theories, conspiracies, facts in the natural. Um, it's not that we, we're not aware of those things, but if they become our guide, we will be lost because there's always going to be something new. And again, like you said, so so uh, wonderfully from the word, deception, you know, red herrings. I mean, you, you see in warfare, you see a lot of distraction. And you could give lots of examples, but like when Eisenhower contracted with the British to build that false stockpile of, of weapons and and uh, equipment on the coast of England and to try to convince the Germans that Patton was going to lead the invasion up near Calais. And it was all just a subterfuge. Um, and, and it worked to a degree. And, you know, we don't know how much of what we're quote-unquote discovering is really an enemy subterfuge. And we may be discovering all kinds of things, and you can smell the enemy all over it, but it's really not the point, and it's a diversion. And so I think that is really an amazing verse that you pointed out, that you be not deceived. Well, it's, I mean, it's the first thing, the, the, the initial thing that he responded to them regarding, you know, tell us, tell us what to look for. Tell us what it's going to look like. Tell us what the signs are going to be. And you always want to take note, <laughs> of course, of everything that he says. But it has to be 
something that we are ever aware of and never count ourselves above um, just the necessity to to know and to cultivate truth and and you know i mean i've been thinking a lot about this just over the last couple of weeks because um I, I the thing that for me the most the most fundamental thing that has been hindered for me right now is walking and that sounds so simple I mean, it's not even a matter of, can I carry my coffee cup? It's, it's walking. It's the simplicity of walking. And we take that for granted, or at least I did. And, and one of the things that the Lord's really been just enveloping me with is the, about how we do walk with him, walk in truth. And, um, you know, how, what's the best way to know truth? is to know him and like you said it's not so much about the knowledge and information that we have it's it has nothing to do with that it's about our spirit engaged with him it's about our seeing him and our hearing him our knowing him because if you know him you're gonna Many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ. I am the anointed one and will deceive many. And, and so you, I mean, you've taught us this over and over again. How do you know the false is by knowing the truth. How do you know a counterfeit? It's by knowing the truth. And so um, it's just so much about us never, never falling back or being, I don't know, just our pursuit of him. And I think that, you know, he never told us to go. Who we are and who he is in us and, 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 and us knowing him, which of course comes down to just the foundational. It comes, all comes through relationship and so anyway, it's just, it's just interesting. Um, you know, I, I just pulled up on our, the olive tree program that you were teaching the, the French um, saints uh, about how, how to use it. And it's, it's funny to me that that word deceive there. Um, it's, it originated uh, in the Greek language to describe horses that just break free from their owners and roam or wander off course in a race. So they, they go off into uh, just their own wanderings, and that indicates two things. First of all, they've, they've not kept their eye on the the goal on the path which is what you just said but it's also they they chase something else they're they're chasing they're chasing off to the right or the left or something that caught their attention I, mean, I guess maybe that's why they put those side blinders on 
horses that um, are in races so that they won't be distracted by what's going on to the right or the left. But you know, the idea about deception is is not necessarily somebody coming and selling you a beachfront property in, in Tucson, but it's it's that you are led off of the path you're supposed to be on into some other thing that may be real on the right or the left. Right. And so it's that twofold capacity of leaving where you're supposed to be in the race to go off to the right or the left. And um, that's, that's a danger zone because we want to know what's going on on the right or the left. You know, we, we want to stay abreast with things that we don't like or that are demonic strategies. But I think that the main strategy of the enemy is, which we've said over and over again, is to get us to abandon our purpose in the Lord, to get us to abandon our pursuit as sons and to stop doing the things that are our path of righteousness. See, how how can you prepare the way of the Lord if you have diverted yourself out of the way to try to correct something that is really not your not your purview you know yeah you know i was talking to the twins about um a job that i had one summer in my sophomore year in college and i was working on a work a, a road crew and um so we would go out and we would patch potholes and we would do paving jobs for the city and um you know we would know our assignment and i remember a lot of times we would be going along and the foreman of the crew uh would be there and we'd say hey i wouldn't say it but some of the other veteran guys in the crew would say look at this road over here look that it looks like a bomb hit it why don't we go over and fix that and the foreman would say no, that's that's not what our job is for today. This is this is where we're supposed to be today. This is what we have to do. And if we're preparing the way of the Lord, it doesn't matter how much chaos we see in other roads or in other pathways. We've got to prepare that way of Him. It's staying on the path, yeah. which is what the root of deception is. This word that is used for somebody that leaves the path for whatever other reason. So, wow, <laughs> I'm grateful that you brought that up. I really am. Well, it's really it's really been something that's been resonating in me for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, because for whatever reason you know our life is a prophetic demonstration in so many ways and and i i just feel like i've been um i've just been put in this place where i i 
unless I pick up my phone and I read media and I look at the news or anything like that, which I'm really minimizing. <coughs> distracted, I can be just in the conveniences of my life. And I think maybe we talked, maybe we talked about this on Saturday with the French and in somewhat of a humorous way, but um, you know, it's easy to fill your day with a lot of nonsense. You know, do I really need to make that trip to target? You know, do I really need to, to, to do this or to do that when God is really calling me to spend a couple of hours in study or in the word or in prayer and, and granted, we all need to have balanced lives. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, the Lord has, has me in this place where I can't up and run somewhere. You know, I can't, I, I can't even up and just really prophetically trying to just uh, champion in the best way that I can what God is trying to prophetically demonstrate through this. If it's only for my life, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that gets distracted. But um, I think then in a lot of ways, it comes down to this, um, this whole word about, you know, what is, what is your path? And, and what are the things that could, could take you off, whether it be your commitment to prayer or your commitment to be in the word or um, to serve, you know, whatever it might be. And I don't know, I was distracted. And, but it's just really, I've, there's just been somewhat of a magnifying glass on that. And I remember this is so simplistic, but I remember Noah, my son, when he might've been maybe a junior, maybe a senior in college. I think he was more like a junior in college at Westmont in California. And he came home for a holiday or for the summer or something. I can't remember. He came home for a season of weeks or a season of time. And I was talking with him because a lot of his friends from high school had started wanting. Into a completely different path. And. And so he and I were having this conversation about just the battle of being gracious to them, but not really wanting or feeling like the Lord would have him go and spend time with them or hang out with them or do whatever it is that they do. And I was asking him what he was sensing about that. And he gets out a, a pad of paper and a pen and he starts drawing me this diagram of, you know, this is where I am and this is my path. And I feel like if I begin to do that, and he drew this line that just gradually started to deviate from the path that he was on. And he said, this is what I feel like it would do. And it's not worth it to me. And I thought, that's so true. I mean, it's just the slightest deviation from where we are that can just completely lead you in another direction eventually. Right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, and, you know, I don't even know what we're talking about this today, but um, I just think that none of us really need to, to feel like we're above, because to me, the more on track you are and the more effective you are, 
in the place where God has planted you, the more the enemy is going to press into you to try to deceive you. Right? Right. Because he's not bothered by people that are just doing nothing. That's true. That's true. He, uh, I, I think, I think that's something that we said a long, long time ago that the enemy is content with, you may not like it, but he's content with people not, um, praying. Not, not praying and not engaging in any kind of, uh, uh, deliberations before the throne at the right hand. Um, because they're, they're with if they're not doing that, there's really no threat to what he's doing. Right. And and I would say, you know, we began in the spirit. We cannot continue in the flesh. We began this walk as saints, discovering uh, what what God has said in His Word about prayer and what what goes on there at the throne and the temple of the tabernacle. And he didn't begin us with that so that we can become, you know, road warriors. <laughs> you know, I was reading that passage that you mentioned in, in Matthew 24, and it says, uh, it, says a lot of, it says a lot of amazing things. But it says that there would be wars. You'll hear of wars and commotions. And I, that's an old-timey word. Um, but you know, it means instabilities and it means, um, measures of mental instability, disorganization, confusion, and an unbalance. Um, and boy, do we see that? I mean, we're living in commotion, you know? When I was in high school, the, the Temptations did a did a song called "Ball of Confusion." I think we're living in a ball of commotion now. I mean, there's instability all over the place, and and you know, you you see, uh, you see that, and there are rumors of wars, but commotion and and an unsettling of things that have been stable for decades is now all over the place. But be not terrified, he says, because these things have to first come to pass. Um, uh, and it means to not cause to fly away. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I think it's interesting that the next thing, I mean, the next really direct personal thing that he tells us is that we not be troubled by these things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have been troubled by the thing? And I haven't studied this word, so I haven't studied it. But I mean, have felt troubled by the things that we that we hear. It's our natural, carnal response. But just to acknowledge the fact that these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm just reading through this and you know like that crazy thing that happened with the the undersea volcano that that erupted near Tonga 
And the sight of that from from uh, a satellite and the way that it affected things around the world. Yeah. But now the other weird thing is that it speaks about um, great signs from heaven. And I was reading about that that telescope that they launched that is now a million miles away from Earth and it set up its orbit around the sun. And I was reading on the BBC today about all the things that that, that that unit has to do to compensate for the heat there and the cooling factors on the mirrors. What, what might that thing reveal in the furthest reaches of the heavens that it can reach? Um, what kind of great signs from heaven might that register that is revealed to the public that we we don't know, and, and maybe that's part of what the signs from heaven will be. I'm sure there are other factors uh, that will happen, but but the point is we need to stay on course because yes. <laughs> we can we can get off on conspiracies and we can. Listen, I I can be bad about that because I hate to see the maneuvers of the enemy and people that just try to do things that are that are just not they're just not godly. There's so many things though, the way they're trying to corrupt our education system and the children and um I mean there are a lot of things that we can become angry about and certainly we need to pray for uh, for God to preserve us from those and to raise up champions who will um, who will help to stem the tide. But and it's like what we were talking about recently. No matter how astute we are, no matter how much we bind and rebuke and decree, decree and declare, we are not going to change what the Scripture says is going to happen. That's right. But it's not going to be able to do it. Um, Which is why we're not to be troubled. <laughs> yeah. We need to be prepared and we need to be functional. And um, It's interesting because this word, this word trouble means to clamor, to cry aloud, to make a noise by... An outcry. We got to keep our, our our mind. Our we got to we got to keep our eyes on things of the kingdom. Wow, that's good. Our, pers- our perspective there, and, and gosh, has God not been really preparing us and teaching us over the last court? couple of years about the importance of our perspective being in perfect alignment with his throne and with really the kingdom of heaven i mean he has that's true (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because i can hear these guys up in the tower above me and i can hear teresa vacuuming there in your house (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) it's not it's not your fault 
It's just funny to me. We're talking about not being distracted and staying on target. <laughs> and we've got these un- unprecedented things going on around us right now. So, Well, the crazy thing is that she knows what I'm doing. She knows that she comes in here to get the waste paper basket or to bring something to me. And she's, you know, she'll like give me the shh. Like I'm going to be really quiet. And then she goes in the next room and starts running back and clear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, no. It's, it's not a problem at all. It's not, at least it's not the toilet flushing. Well, now that would be an interesting, that would be an interesting addition to our, uh, our, our sound audio background. Um, you know, the, the other day, uh, you know, the twins stayed with us for most of the week last week. And, um, it was really funny was when they, when they get back to our house after the day in school it was just like two of them just being little girls and they were just loud. I mean, they would be uh, FaceTiming with their friends that they had just seen. And it's like they were all trying to shout over one another to, to get, uh, to, to gain the floor. And I, I was, I was studying and, and it just, I just laughed because I thought, Man, this is like a symphony of noise has just erupted all around. And I thought, I'm not going to be an old, grumpy, old old man that yells, You kids be quiet. You know, I just kind of laughed. It was it was just really funny. So at least we don't hear that going on um around us right now. So huh. Yeah, I've Really, I probably more so than normal. And I mean, even with music, I mean, you know me well enough know that pretty much most of the time I've got music playing. I've always been that way. And I mean, even now, I mean, I've silence. Just maybe Sunday was the first time in a couple of weeks that I actually turned on Spotify for my prayer time. And um, of course, it was a sweet blessing, but um, just really trying to to hear through the silence. I mean, if Jesus did that when he got away, then and he says, could you not tarry? I have to doubt that he had um, Rick Pino playing in the garden. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, uh, that, yeah, how, how did he possibly pray without some kind of a, a soundtrack going on to help to to uh, smooth the path of his intercession. I, I really don't know how that could be. We'll have to ask him about that when uh, you know when we're. Yeah. It's one of those questions we'll ask when we've got millions of years with nothing to do, right? Yeah, I'm joking about playlist, that. What his favorite playlist was? Yeah. You know, maybe I'll yeah. ask him about that now because if that encourages him to. To, to come invade our 
Yeah. <laughs> that you know, a lot of in a lot of circumstances, I if it's either I'm there first or for whatever reason choose the playlist for a prayer setting or for morning prayer or whatever. And I mean, that, that's not something that I, I think any of us do. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, my floors are like 95%. No, they're a hundred percent hardwood floors. I mean, there's, what? Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. But back to the comment, you know, it, it's always interesting because I, where's the anointing for this prayer time? Because, you know, that's so important. And, yeah. and, and But then you also have to sometimes think, okay, there's some music that some of our intercessors aren't fond of. And, you know, there's a lot of different, which I try not to let me, I try not to let it really dictate but I know I've been in prayer and been able to jive with the music and um, that I just I just rebuke myself because I'm like if you're that sensitive or temperamental about okay I don't like that song so I can't pray <laughs> that's so ridiculous but it happens <coughs> yeah <laughs> Does the sanctuary because I didn't like the music. Yeah. And then, so it's always wonderful when there's an anointing on it, and then it's always awful when there's not. <laughs> right, right. It's true. Especially when you're the one that did it. Well, you know, I, I'm not really complaining about hearing a vacuum cleaner, and I don't hear that very often at my house, and it's just kind of consoling to know that that kind of <laughs> Thing still goes on, you know. <laughs> Nature abhors a vacuum, and I think my household does too, to some degree. So uh, it's just nice. Maybe that maybe that sound ministers to someone. There's probably somebody listening somewhere, and they're they got a tear streaming down their face, and they're saying, "Oh, I remember when I used to hear my mother, my sainted mother, vacuuming. Brings back memories of childhood." You know, my mother used to, when my sister and I, my sister and brother and I were younger, you know, you go to school every day and you're busy, you're active. And so Saturday morning was always, because Sunday you go to church and then you have lunch after church that nobody misses. And so Sunday's pretty much, and then you go to church on Sunday night. So Saturday's like your only day as a kid. And honestly, for my mom, because she was a working mom, she Saturday would be the day that the house was clean. Oh. And for whatever reason, she would decide to do it early or start early. So she literally would come and just butt that vacuum of my sister and I's room where we were sleeping. <laughs> I guess to try it as a sign and a wonder that it's time to get up and help. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, it's it's funny to me, too, you know, because we, we had, uh, I know you've got a house filled with canine companions. Yep. And uh, so we had uh, the Arroyo dogs with us for about a week. And I, it was it was funny to me because 
as soon as I would enter the kitchen, immediately I would hear uh, eight paws click clacking on the on the on the floor to run in there, thinking that I was going to give them some food, regardless of whether they had just eaten. And the old dog Freckles is just basically, you know, she's ancient, and so she doesn't see very well, and she doesn't move around very well, and she has difficulty coming up the step out of the backyard when I let them out to go chase squirrels and and use the potty. But as soon as I go into that kitchen, it's like suddenly she summons the strength of of uh, Hercules, and she's able to to almost run, and she's got vibrancy. And I think, <laughs> what in the world has happened? And I'll talk. I would talk to her. And I said, "Okay, uh, it's a miracle. I mean, I, I just about an hour ago, I saw you just stumbling out of your little bed there, and you could barely move. As soon as I walk in here, you've got the speed of of Secretariat. <laughs> You're moving into the kitchen." So I would get up at five or whatever, and I would try to tiptoe through the front room where Freckles was as she was snoring there in her little bed. And I'd think, I'm going to be able to make it into the kitchen without her being jostled. And I can, I can get coffee made, and then I can sneak upstairs. And, you know, it, it gave me some objective in the morning. Um and about half the time I would make it, but boy, oh boy, click, 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 click. You'd hear her come running in, and I'd think, man, this is amazing. So I don't know what that has to do with anything we've been saying. I, I took us down a weird path. Talk about a horse getting off the path and running off into the, into the pasture. Well, I think, too. I mean, you, you had a goal, and that was to get your coffee and go back up probably and read the news and do your study and right. or press whatever you do. And that little sweet little puppy <laughs> was going to distract you on your path. That's right. I, you know, I, I go through the same thing when, I, when things are normal because I'm usually the first one up, and I go downstairs. I always take Scarlet with me to let her out. But, you know, it's so easy and then I go to my Nespresso maker and I start making my coffee. Well, Shadow is in the next room sleeping on the sofa, just dead asleep, snoring like an old man. Mm-hmm. And the minute I very quietly go to open the treat bag to get Scarlett a little treat, <laughs> she wakes up. Now, she's de- she's practically deaf because deaf, she's, she's an older dog. But how in the world she hears just the crackling of that bag or the opening of the, the mason jar? I know. And I try to do it so, it's just, they just have this innate sense of, well, for her, it's food. It's amazing. And now, now, the other yeah. dog, Maya, yeah. she would. She could smell it. Well, the, the older, the, the younger dog uh, was either sleeping with Allie or in the room where Aunt Katie was. And so she wasn't going to move no matter what she heard because she knew that if she ever got up and got out of there, that that time of just being able to nuzzle with somebody who was sleeping was over. 
So you could just see the, as much as she wanted to come down and have food, she processed, I'm not leaving this place where I'm cozy. So there's probably some kind of a a theme spiritually that if we're hungry from for the Lord no matter what's going on we'll make a path to him if we're if we're spending time with him we're not going to be dissuaded but uh Well obviously I have led us off into things that are really not spiritual we did chit chat about some really deep spiritual things i appreciate you leading us into that but it's almost time to be done um so just know that uh we have uh we have the seminar coming up we hope that you're making plans to be with us we'll have wednesday night live tomorrow and um, anything else we need to announce? Well, you, I, you, I keep losing you, and so I didn't hear what you just said. You announced the seminar? Yeah, I announced the right? seminar. Remind them of the seminar and, and Wednesday Night Live tomorrow. And um, Yeah, and for, for those of you that are listening, and even if you're in contact with people who aren't listening, it's always really wonderful for us to know if indeed for sure you're planning to be here at the seminar and um, that just really helps us just to know and so um, if you're if you're sitting on the fence or for sure but you just haven't registered um, just let us know that would be terrific or get registered. Yeah. Yeah, that's an old yeah. phrase, sitting on the fence, which we used to be said a lot. With with the fences we have today, it would be very difficult to sit on the fence. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's another story for another deep spiritual discussion. Um, thanks for joining us today, Monica. Thank you for connecting as uh, I appreciate it very much and I know everybody else does um, anything further you want to say before we disconnect share yeah I didn't hear you I don't know and why this is happening but I don't either Luke probably has a an explanation for us but um, we will we will persevere and we'll try to determine what it is and try to get it fixed. So, uh, well, bless you. May you be well. May your appointment tomorrow be a a thorough success. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing great testimony soon uh, pertaining to what God is doing. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you. God bless you all. And we appreciate you joining us today. So, till next time, goodbye.